Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you are listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Sunday for April 21st, 2019. Koyo here. So very, very glad you joined us on Easter Sunday. Well, I thought of the article that my father wrote on Easter. And this is one of the articles in his book, The Center Within. So I looked it up. And it's interesting. Here's, I'm going to sort of uh, read, paraphrase his article. And it goes like this. On Easter, all Christians throughout the world celebrate the resurrection of Christ, of Jesus, the Christ. An individual, Jesus, became the Christ. Now, I don't know if this is, if this idea is traditional theology or not. But when Paul Tillich lectured at the University of Chicago many years ago, I heard him say that Jesus became Christ. This was the first time I had heard such an interpretation. And it seems to me that we Buddhists have a similar interpretation in our religion where we feel an individual person, Gautama, Siddhartha Gautama, became Buddha. Paragraph. Jesus carried the the cross up to Calvary. This is very important. Even though he was crucified, he lived up to his true life. He could not be dishonest to himself. Let the rulers of society kill him. Even in the face of execution, he was unafraid because he had something beyond death. Though he died physically, he did not die. He lived all the more by dying. Our life is something like that. There is something worthy in all of us. It can be called the true self, the Buddha, or Christ. It doesn't matter. Each of us has something to live up to. And compared to this, something doesn't matter. Confucius said, this physical body is lighter than a single hair of the ox. It is life which has weight. We will give up this physical body 
for that kind of life. If one finds the way in the morning and dies that same evening, life was worthwhile. One should not be afraid to die. One should be afraid of killing one's own true life. Resurrection means the awakening of this true life. This was Christ's greatness. He accepted all conditions and was never defeated by circumstances. He lived his true life. This spirit has provided great inspiration. In the last paragraph, the important thing is to discover what we are and be what we are. Assume complete responsibility for yourself. Even if the whole world is against you, what of it? No one can really stop your true life. We have to awaken to this life in ourselves. In Christian terminology, this is the resurrection of the Christ in each individual life. Each individual should become a Christ, just as Jesus became a Christ. This is how I interpret Easter. End quote. Well, you know, uh, when he first starts out in the article about how Jesus, a man, became Christ and makes the parallel to how a man, Siddhartha Gautama, became the Buddha. Um, And uh, again, we don't know if this is traditional theology and maybe some Christian theologians might uh, criticize the accuracy of it, but um, I think it's kind of interesting if you compare the Trinity with the Buddhist Trikaya. Now, the Christian Trinity, of course, is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Trikaya, tri means three, and kaya means body, so three bodies of the Buddha, three representations of the Buddha, Trikaya. And in in the religious terminology, you have uh, Dharmakaya, okay. um, <clears throat> Nirmanakaya, and Sambodagaya. Dharmakaya means uh, uh, Dharmakaya means the body that's uh, beyond space and time. Okay, it's it's sort of the source. It's most, Similar to God. <laughs> now, Nirmanakaya means the the manifested body. This is a historical living person, born and died. And so that would be Siddhartha Gautama, and that would be Jesus of Nazareth. Now, the third one in the Trikaya is called Sambhargaya, which means... Um, Enjoyment body. Uh, okay, I'll explain that a little bit later. Now, on the Trinity side, the Holy Spirit. Okay, this I think refers to the action of. Uh, well, the Son became the Holy Spirit, and when that happens, okay, when Jesus becomes Christ. Uh, Jesus, in terms of the the Son, is a human being, very limited in space and time. Okay? 
But when he becomes Christ, the Holy Spirit, that's all over. That's beyond time. It's going to just keep going. His spirit that was unleashed upon the the Christ spirit okay, in the world. And so in the Trikaya, you have the Nirmanakaya, which is the manifested body. This is Siddhartha Gautama, okay, a person, human person. And when he becomes Samborgaya, you know, of course, now he became the Buddha. And Buddha's a man too, Gautama Buddha. He's still part of Nirmanakaya. At the same time, when he became enlightened, he became a Buddha that, the spirit of the Buddha. You might call it Amida Buddha. It's a cosmic Buddha. It's an idealized Buddha. It's a universal Buddha. In other words, it represents spiritual qualities. You see, sometimes it's said that Amida Buddha, uh, that spirit was in Siddhartha Gautama's heart when he attained enlightenment. Okay? That kind of, there was a transformation there. And he became these spiritual qualities of wisdom and compassion and is unleashed in the world to do its work. Okay? And it's called enjoyment body because if you <laughs> find your true self like that, boom, you know, uh, that's, the, that's the Buddha action in the world, just like Holy Spirit. Christ action in the world. Okay. And so these three representations, three bodies or trinity are in terms of, you know, looking at the God and what happens on earth and and then what is the true religious spiritual impact. Well, okay, okay. But the other interesting thing in the article is uh, true spiritual significance is to take the event of Easter and make it universal. So it's not just about a certain person at a certain time in history, but it means you as a Christian have to become Christ, have to find that, whatever you call it, true self, okay? or that Christ potential in you. Just like on the Buddhist side, okay, as a person, uh, we're not commemorating the fact that Siddhartha Gautama got enlightened and so forth. Spiritually, okay, the impact is, oh, I have Buddha nature. The whole purpose of my life and Buddhism is for each individual, for me to become a Buddha unleash, to be tapped into this universal and infinite that's in my finite physical body, okay? To become a Buddha, okay? To become and manifest Buddhahood. Okay? Might be a better way to say it, been to that. So, <laughs> that's Easter interpretation is quite interesting. Okay, today I want to introduce our guest to give us a Dharma glimpse, Mark Kayo, and he was part of our LM5 group, and he lives in Florida, and he's going to give us our Dharma glimpse today. 
Good morning, everybody, and happy Sunday. Technology today can be a fantastic thing. It has the power to connect people instantly over vast distances, unlike any other time in history. And it has the power to shape cultures and unite the people like never before. And even though we live a great distance of time from when the Buddha walked the dusty roads in ancient times, his whispers can still be heard if you listen carefully. Myself, with a lot of other people, find entertainment online, specifically on YouTube. For me and my family, we tend to watch less and less of traditional television and gravitate towards short videos of which we can pick and choose at random that can be watched on tiny handheld devices just about anywhere. Which myself, being lucky enough to have been able to experience life before the internet, I find that ability truly amazing. So the other day, while I was surfing YouTube and watching videos in some free time, I stumbled onto this channel called Hamish Patterson High Frequency Tribe. So I plunged in, I watched a few videos, and while it's not necessarily a spiritual channel, he definitely has a unique view on life. He's all about living in the now and living at a higher frequency with love and compassion. So after several videos with messages that resonated with me with a lot of similarities with what the Buddha taught, I was intrigued and I did the whole Google research thing, again, the wonders of modern technology. All things that we can see, hear, feel, taste, and touch vibrate at varying frequencies on a molecular level including ourselves. It turns out that we have a unique ability to alter and change our frequencies. The higher the frequency, the happier we are, and vice versa. The lower the frequency, and we become sad. And this is where the Dharma showed itself, and I could hear whispers from the Buddha. What raises our frequencies to the higher spectrum, you may ask? One is a plant-based diet, whole foods, but the other is love and compassion like the Buddha taught. Every day is a new beginning and a choice to set our frequencies high, to be happy, healthy, and emit love and compassion out to the world. I know this all sounds very hippie-esque, if you will, but to me it was a cool little reminder and a teaching at the same time of what the Buddha taught. So to everybody out there listening, I hope you have a wonderful day, and remember to vibrate high. And thank you for listening.
Okay. Vibrate high. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, <clears throat> a couple of things I I thought about as I was listening to this Dimer Glimpse. And uh, one was um, how sometimes you, you you're you're consuming mass media in some form, modern technology and communication, you know, all over the world. We live in global time, very wide, and uh, and but we can see the Dharma in anything. Huh? You know? Uh so he was listening to this YouTube presentation which was not specifically about Buddhism but what the person was talking about was you know uh, the high frequency vibration that's our life now if we wanted to make the analogy of a high frequency to Jesus becoming Christ man or Gautama becoming a Buddha, they they found a high frequency. <laughs> How to live, you know? Okay. The other point I thought that stood out for me was that he said that, okay, um, the Buddha lived so long time ago, and and so forth, and uh, but we could tap into him now, right now, if we know how to listen. Okay, and you could hear his whisper. Now, that's kind of an interesting way to put it. Uh, it sort of means, you know, Dharma is all over, and but you have to have, the, you have to <laughs> be able to be like a, a, a radio receiver, you know, that could tune in and tap into whatever frequency is out there. Okay. And if you have a what they call a ham radio type thing, you could, you know, uh, it's so powerful that you could hear something in another country or some, you know, all kind of channels or whatever they call it, certain frequency. You pick, can pick it up because it's the equipment, and uh, <laughs> you could hear whispers from all over. You know, it's fantastic, and of course we have a lot of ham radio. Uh, uh, often um, hobbyists and so forth, but what if you, you you had a receiver, spiritual receiver, you know, uh, you had a real big <laughs> a a disc like like in um, uh, Contact movie with Jodie Foster, where you know the part there was part of a scientific project where they had these big receivers, you know, like a speaker, and they're look, looking for radio waves from outer space, okay? and they could pick up something that is, you know, is such a, is, is a real whisper, okay? and it traveled from galaxies way far away, okay, and so forth. Uh, they're looking for some kind of, maybe, maybe it might be an intelligent type of whisper. Okay. That was sort of, you know, uh, 
that movie, but you know, when you think about discovering these frequencies, the frequencies are all around us. In a sense, they're invisible. And you could, when you turn on your radio or turn on your TV, it captures these things that are in the air. Like if you have a portable radio, and I did this at a Dharma, Dharma school talk for the kids. I said, you know, I turn it on, boom, you could hear this music. Comes up, it picks up that frequency. This your portable radio. Okay? You turn it on, boom, it's right there. That's kind of magic, like, huh? Uh, <clears throat> so we have all these frequencies all around us. Okay, that kind of analogy. And why you want to tap into a low one? <laughs> why you want to pay attention to the low one? Pay attention to the high one. Okay. Uh, uh, well, uh, <clears throat> I'm looking at my notes. I was just scribbling down when I was listening to the Dharma glimpse, and uh, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> you, you, if you learn to whisper, I mean, learn to hear the whispers. Okay. That means you've got a very sensitive... That's the whole purpose of spiritual practice. To make your receiver, your tuner, powerful, sensitive. And I remember one lay minister in one of the earlier classes made the analogy in one of his Dharma glimpses about uh, because of his spiritual journey, more and more, he could hear whispers from all kinds of things and events that hap- are happening around him. Okay? He has developed an awareness, an attitude, okay? a, hard, a spiritual orientation. And the kind of neat way he put it was he could hear these whispers and it's sort of like, psst. you know how, <laughs> how if someone wants to catch your attention, say, psst, hey, look at this. You know, psst, you make that noise. There's all kind of, psst, psst, hey, 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 you know. Hey, look at this. Hey, pay attention to this. All these things are whispering. I thought that was pretty neat. Hey, that's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep listening, and you have a whispering day. Thank you.